you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I have another guest today. Her name is Tricia Nelson, and um, I'm going to actually ask Tricia to kind of introduce herself um, rather than me just trying to read it off of a piece of paper. And uh, Tricia, why don't you tell us about how you've gotten involved in health and Heal Your Hunger, which is all behind you. Sure. And we'll go from there. Sure, let's rock and roll. Um, okay. So I was an emotional eater from the get-go and I didn't know it. I thought I just liked food, but I love to eat and I love to cook and I love to go out to restaurants. And so food was a big highlight for me. And it really wasn't a problem until, until I started gaining weight. And that really bothered me. And so um, when I started to gain weight, I started to, of course, do the obvious things like diets and exercise programs and pills and potions and lotions. And then I went to 12-step programs and therapy, eating disorders therapy. So I was really doing a lot. I was a binge eater. So when I ate, I tended to overeat and go overboard where I would really stuff myself and feel sick. And then I feel really mad at myself. And I didn't do this with salads. Of course, I did it with really fattening foods. And I call them ooey gooey, chewy foods like sugar, fat and starch, my three favorite food groups. And, oh, yeah. and so, you know, I just, I couldn't eat just one. I couldn't eat just one bowl of cereal. I always had to go back for more. I couldn't eat just one of anything, you know, that was super yummy. And so this was a pattern for me. And I, I did gain weight and I was very upset about my weight. I had a roll in my tummy that I would scrunch up in my hands and imagine cutting off, like you cut fat off the side of a steak. And I, I imagined, um, you know, just, uh, getting a disease where I'd automatically lose weight. I mean, I just had some crazy yeah. ideas about my weight and how to control it because I was so out of control. Mm -hmm. So by age 21, I was 50 pounds overweight and really unhappy about it. And um, <clears throat> I was very grateful and blessed to be able to meet somebody who actually uh, had been obese and lost weight, but had a different non-diet approach. And so this person helped me, mentored me, and it made all the difference. And so ever since then, over 30 years ago, um, <clears throat> Now, uh, ever since then for 30 mm -hmm. years, I've been in a thin body and have really had peace around food, more or less, you know, a few, mm -hmm. few trouble spots here and there, but overall a really amazing experience. And I've been able to, you know, I used to have like five different size jeans in my closet. Cause I was a yo-yo or I'd be like up 30 down 10 up 20. So I had to have mm -hmm. all these different sizes of pants. And now I just have my pants, my regular size pants. And, um, 
you know, my weight fluctuates a little bit, but nothing like it used to, um, and not because of binging, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I've been able to be really sane around food and it's, it's amazing. I'm so, so grateful, but because I really have a very specific way of living that helped me heal, that's what I teach my clients. So my business heal your hunger, mm-hmm. um, is, uh, an effort to help women all around the world and some men, um, to get control of food and feel in control around food and just get to the size they want to be without dieting or doing crazy exercise programs. So it really is possible. People don't realize it, but it really is possible. So that's kind of how my business came about. And I, I love it. I have a podcast, I have a best-selling book, you know, so Uh a lot of different ways that I've gotten the message out there about this new heal your hunger way of living. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Trying to get out of the sun here. (laughs) Um, Was there, was there, I don't know exactly how to put this. Um, Was there like some particular way or particular moment that you just kind of looked at yourself in the mirror and said, okay, okay, there's got to be a better way you know, there's, there's it, it gotta... wasn't, yeah. I mean, I hated being overweight, but it wasn't so much that as it was, you know, kind of getting control of food and then losing control, you know, oh, the okay. losing control and then the binges that would ensue and then the gaining weight again. It was, I was a roller coaster rider, uh-huh. like I was a yo yo yeah. dieter. Yeah. And that, that, that pattern really got to me because. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop going back up the scale again. And so I felt incredibly frustrated, especially because I was trying so hard. You know, it's one thing if you're a slouch and you're eating bonbons all day, like, yeah, well, you get, (laughs) you had it coming to you, but I was trying really hard and really Uh doing everything I could to heal you know, looking under every rock and yet I couldn't get control. And so that really, that's what drove me is I just, I sort of had a surrender where I just was like, I can't, you know, I can't do this for the rest of my life. It's very unhealthy to go up and down the scale and have all these, it's very expensive to have many different sizes of clothes and, and it sucks to hate your body. I mean, it just sucks, you know, and, and, and to feel shame about my body. Mm, um, that yeah. was really painful. And so, I mean, my work today is really driven by knowledge of what that feels like. Like I know mm-hmm. what it feels like to be out of control and to not be able to get a grip and to just hate yourself, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. I just, every day I want to help other people avoid that experience because it's uh-huh. hellish. Yeah. So do you do when you, when you start, do you do mostly one-on-one? Do you do group kinds of things do you have ongoing you know to keep people I don't want to say in line but you know kind of yeah so what I support to have that totally well yeah so here's the deal I mean my experience with the emotional eaters Mm -hmm. is that it is like you know emotional I have a quiz actually on my website somebody doesn't know if they're an emotional eater they can take the quiz and they'll learn whether they're an emotional eater or a food addict or somewhere in between. So I believe we're all on the spectrum of emotional eating. Okay. So I think we all have the ability to go overboard mm-hmm. now and then, you know, and so I think we're all emotional eaters. I mean, the, the experience of a mother breastfeeding her child is an emotional ex- and connecting yeah. bonding experience. So, so we have it kind of hardwired into us. 
But then there's those who go way overboard and do what I described, which is be out of control, you know, Mm -hmm. on a routine Mm -hmm. basis. Mm -hmm. That's more somebody in the food addiction level of that spectrum. But if somebody takes that free quiz on my website, they'll learn if they're, you know, where they are in that spectrum, they'll get a personalized score. Um, So basically, I mean, for me, it's just really, um, it's, it's just so critical to start taking a look at what's really going on and, Mm -hmm. um, and how to, how to really deal with it. I do my programs um, mostly in groups because I find that people who have this problem are very isolated and they feel like they're the only ones, you know, I did so many crazy things with food. Like I used to binge and get so sick of all the food I ate that I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say, I'm never eating this again. And I'd throw the rest out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd be like, this is disgusting. I'm, I'm never, I could never eat this again. And I throw it all out. But then like three hours later, I would remember that I had thrown some cookies out and I'd go back and get them. <laughs> and then I think I am like the worst person in the world. Like yeah. I, it, it turns out there's a Seinfeld episode about this. So I had no idea, oh, no. but of course, yeah. you know, it's very uh-huh. common, but, but I, at the time I thought I was the only one. And so that isolation of thinking you're so bad and you're the only one who does crazy things with food, mm-hmm. um, and weight, uh, that just exacerbates the problem and makes you do it more you know? And so I do most of my programs in groups because there's such healing benefit of being on zoom, looking at a whole bunch of other women from around the globe who eat just like you do, you know, and you're like, Oh my God, I had no idea. Um, so it's really healing, really powerful. Uh, zoom is amazing because it connects us all instantaneously. Uh I do some, you know, in my programs, I do, um, uh, people get coaching one-on-one calls with me as well. Um, but, uh, the bulk of it is we have group calls together Uh and it's, they're amazing. And we're all just flying at the end of the call. We're so happy. We feel so connected and loved and it's really sweet. So yeah. And then I, and then my program is, you know, I have a very specific step-by-step process for healing emotional eating. And so my program are, you know, it's, 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 um, people consume it, pardon the pun, but they, (laughs) they consume my content in modules online. So videos that they watch and homework assignments. Um, so they sort of a self-paced process of going through the material and then getting together in the groups to process the information, talk about what's going on and, and, you know, sort of the progress people are making. So it's, it's very, you know, and then we have office hours so people can connect one-on-one. So we, we, uh-huh. we really circle the wagons to support people and give them a lot of attention, uh, which is really important for accountability. So people don't get lost, you know, in mm-hmm. the shuffle mm-hmm. and feel very cared for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I think that's, that's great. Yeah. Because it's, it's very easy to say, you know, to all of a sudden you, you realize that you're, um, that you're eating something you're not, you shouldn't be eating. And, yes. and then it's very easy to go, Oh, well, I fell off the wagon. Okay. So now I can go eat whatever I want. Yeah. And, when you know, you have to hang, go, go pe- face people on zoom and be right. like, you know, here's what's going on. You yeah. kind of want to, you know, up your game a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, it's, I know personally, I mean, I was a fat kid. And okay. I was, I was fat until I was probably in my mid twenties. Okay. Think, you know, um, 
never really did the up and down. It was just always up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. and, and I know for, for me, um, I ended up, I did Weight Watchers at one point that when Weight Watchers was just starting out, it was more, it was actually more food than I could eat, mm. um, which was pretty funny. But um, I, for me, I ended up just, I went, I happened to go to a doctor when I was in graduate school and she just said, Hey, you don't lose the weight. Now you're never going to lose the weight. You've got to start, start, start watching what you're eating and eat healthfully. Mm-hmm. And so that's essentially what I did. And I took off the weight and never really put it back again. Beautiful. But, but I, so I can, I can understand. I didn't have a group, but I had the doctor, you know, that I would go see. And, um, and, it, and it is, it's, it's a very, it's, I think it's so difficult because it's so easy to go off you know yeah I mean food is really seductive it's super yummy and it's everywhere and everybody's pushing it and it's socially acceptable and people laugh about their little binges yeah you know so it's totally acceptable but if you live it and you hate being overweight you know and you hate feeling bad about your food choices it's a personal hell it is yeah no, no, I, I totally agree. And in, in a lot of ways, it's addictive. I mean, sugar is, and oh, yeah, and sugar is entirely and everything are, yeah, are, 100%. It's as bad as smoking. Yeah, absolutely. I was a total sugar addict. Um, and I do something called the quit sugar challenge, uh, to help people get off of sugar in five days. So that's really, really fun. And it helps people so much. And again, the group effect of doing something in a group is so much easier. So otherwise you think you're the only one who's saying no to dessert, you know, but when you do it in a group, you're locking arms with your sisters. It's really, it's so much easier and, and fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so there's something else I was going to ask. So actually I have an interesting question on one of you, on your little thing that the, your person sent out your guest info, um, which is um, to, how do you differentiate between emotional and physical hunger? Yeah. Oh my gosh. They, they feel so much alike, you know, at times um, I know for myself, I even trick myself. I'm like, I'm so hungry, but I'm really not. It's up <laughs> so, here and not down here. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to ask myself like, really? Like you had a really good breakfast two hours ago. You're probably not starving, <laughs> you know? So, so the key is my experience is to eat in a healthy way. Like he, I recommend something called, I call it three meal magic, which is three meals a day with nothing in between. And if we do three meal magic and you have healthy meals, then in between meals, when you feel hungry, you can kind of talk to your hungry self and say, are you, are you really starving or is there something else going on? Cause if you had a healthy breakfast two hours ago, chances are you're not starving. In which case what's really going on And then you can start to identify the emotional hunger, what, you know, what's going on inside. And that makes all the difference because it's incredible how closely they feel. I mean, how much emotional hunger can feel like physical hunger, but so much of the time we are feeding the emotional uh, Mm -hmm. hunger. Um, And we have to ask ourselves, you know, how, what, uh, how can I get what I need in a different way? What's really going on? Is there something I'm afraid of? Is there something I'm trying to avoid? You know, in which case eating is a distraction. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to stop and, and ask that question if we just are constantly snacking. And that's why the three meals is, is so good because it puts parameters around your meals. And it also in between meals, you start to get acclimated to feelings of hunger because I used to think I'd die if I was hungry, you know, and so I had to keep snacking and feeding myself. But I got acclimated to a few, few rumblings in my tummy and it's like, Oh, I'm going to eat in an hour. You know, I can make it an hour and it's good. And then I can start to really, you know, get more accustomed to the space between the meals. And that's where the emotions show up. So it helps me get more emotionally connected when I allow for some space, when I'm not constantly numbed out on food. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or when you're not constantly thinking about it and thinking about your next meal, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The food obsession is just as bad as the eating itself, you know, being totally Mm -hmm. obsessed with food and and when I'm going to eat and what I'm going to eat, how much I'm going to eat and how to get rid of what I ate. And it's like, it's, it's an, for my clients, it's, you know, they come to me just so tired of the obsession, just thinking about food constantly. So it's really, you know, there's a much better way. It doesn't have to be that way. And that's really what I show people in a very specific step-by-step process. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the other, the other part of it as well, which you've talked about is, is to eat healthfully. Yeah. That's key, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That's key. So I, I think some people don't realize how key it is. No, there's a lot of denial. I mean, denial is for any addiction or addictive habit, denials are a big part of it, you know, and I think, yeah, I mean, I, I know for myself, I just, I loved eating yummy, ooey, gooey, chewy foods. I loved putting a lot of butter and sour cream on my potato. I love putting a lot of blue cheese dressing on my salad. You know, it adds up, you know, all that, that stuff adds up. And so I was certainly unaware. Um, and we do have to get we have to wake up to our choices, but for people who have chronically dieted and are overweight, they feel like I can't diet. And so, you know, and, and, if, and to, to limit the amount that they eat seems impossible because they need it on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, what's missing is this piece about emotional eating, because when you use food to anesthetize your feelings, you know, then eating less seems impossible because you don't have other tools to deal with your feelings. And that's a problem with diets. I mean, 98% of all diets fail because diets don't give you tools for living. It just takes away all your favorite foods, you know, and amounts. And then, and then you're just left with all these, you know, feelings that you have no, no way to cope with. And so what I do is I give my clients a whole new set of tools to deal with stress, to deal with unpleasant emotions, uh-huh. to start acclimating to, you know, their lives and what's going on in their lives and, and start dealing with things, you know, in a more constructive uh-huh. way than just stuffing it with food. I, I, yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds great. Yeah. It's sort of breaking that connection between happiness and food. It's vital. We are yeah. so dependent on food to mitigate our emotions and people aren't realizing it. And that's really what has to change. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I know I have some of that as well. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's interesting. So do you have, you have a book? Is that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's called Heal Your Hunger. I got one right here. It's called Heal Your Hunger, Seven Simple Steps to End Emotional Eating Now. Okay. And it's on Amazon. You can also get it on my website, healyourhunger.com. Okay. And so that's, it's a great intro into the work that I do. It tells okay. my, I mean, I talk about my story. It's also an audible. I read my book last year oh. during the pandemic. So people can listen. It's a five hour read, you know, you listen to it and um, yeah, that's kind of really informs somebody about what's really going on. Like how to just even have this shift into a new conversation about your hunger and, mm. and your relationship with food. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll be sure and, and put the, um, um, the link to your, to your website. Thank you. In the show notes. Great. And, um, so let's see, let's see if any other, uh, Okay. Well, we talked about the differentiation between emotional and, and physical hunger, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and okay. Aha. Talked about comfort foods. Just going down your little list here. And the, ah, we didn't talk about the three hidden causes of emotional eating. Right. To heal them. Yeah. So that the first, um, so here's the thing. I call it the PEP test. Okay. So okay. P P E P is the acronym. Uh-huh. So the first P co- uh, is, it's so basically what the PEP stands for are the three underlying emotions that drive emotional eating. Mm-hmm. And these are emotions, um, that, you know, are very, I mean, lots of people have these emotions, but we use food to to, to mitigate these emotions. So the first one is we use food as a painkiller to kill pain. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's following you. Um, So we use food as a painkiller to kill emotional pain and everybody's got pain. You know, you got a family member who's sick. You got a kid who's dysregulated. You got, you know, a job that doesn't fit you, a marriage that doesn't fit you. I mean, life's got pain, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we use food to just kill that pain. So we're not as aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, eating causes more pain. Um, but that's initially why we're reaching for the food. The E in PEP stands, stands for escape. And we use food as a form of escape mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, life gets hard and we tend, emotional eaters tend to be, you know, overeaters tend to be overthinkers and overfeelers. So we want to escape our feelings, you know, and get away from the fear and the worry. Um, and so we use food for that reason. I used to get my binge foods and sit in front of the TV and just totally veg out. Um, and the third is we use food as a form of punishment, um, which seems counterintuitive because we use food as a reward, but I was hardly rewarding myself when I binge and end up feeling sick. And so there is a built-in punishment there. And so that's really important to see is that, you know, why am I doing that to myself? Why would I eat to the point of feeling sick? And there's definitely, you know, some underlying guilt as over feelers, we feel guilty about everything and we beat ourselves up and and food's a good way to do that, you know, overeat, feel bad, gain weight. And then there we go. We've just, you know, met our own push, meted our own punishment, if you will. And so, you know, Painkiller, escape, and punishment. That's what PEP stands for. And those are the three driving, you know, uh, causes of emotional eating. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So how how long does process, process probably isn't the right word, but how long does the, the program? Yeah. So my is- program, my initial program is 90 days. 
Okay. So people do a module a week for 90 days and, um, and every week we're on uh, twice a week, we're on calls together as well. We have a Facebook group where people connect mm -hmm. and cheer each other on. Yeah. Um, but that 90 days, people get my whole program in 90 days. They get it. They practice every single aspect, everything, every single step in my program mm -hmm. during that 90 day process. Okay. Okay. And then, and then I'm, I'm assuming that there's some sort of a program for support after. Yes. Yeah. A lot of my clients choose to stay on with me and the support is so important because you just go deeper with it. You know, I mean, we have a lifetime of buried stuff, right? So just, um, and it makes us not really in touch with ourselves. And so the more, the longer people stay in the heal your hunger family, the, the longer they're going to get supported and loved on, and they're going to learn more about themselves and just feel more in control around food. Well, it sounds like, and also feel, feel better about themselves. Oh, a hundred percent. That's yeah. a, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, within the first week, they're feeling better about themselves yeah. because they're eating differently and they're starting to really take care of themselves. So self-care mm -hmm. is a big part of my program. And so many people just haven't put themselves at the top of their list. It's like, we're always taking care of other people, always make sure mm -hmm. that everybody else's needs are met, but it's so vital that we take care of ourselves. And it's kind of like the analogy of putting your oxygen mask on first on the airplane. Right. Like if Absolutely. You, you don't take care of yourself, you don't have anything to give to anybody else, you know, or you're breaking down Thank when you. you do give to other, everybody else. Yep. Oh, I, Hey, I'm there. 100, 100%. <laughs> the choir. That, that's exactly what I preach. Yeah. Exactly what I preach vital. for coaching because there are so many different ways. It's not just eating Yeah. that, that we do that with. No doubt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting. And then do you, do you get into the whole, um, uh, exercise and physical side of it? I am not a nutritionist really? and I'm not a fitness okay. person. So my experience is the people who come to me for help have done lots of exercise programs. They've done lots of diets, you know, 98% of all diets fail. Um, and so it's really not where they're most lacking. They're really lacking in an understanding of emotional eating and why they keep eating. So if you mm -hmm. stop emotionally eating, you lose weight automatically. <laughs> like it's yeah. just not, you don't have to diet anymore. And you don't have to work yeah. out furiously either. I mean, I walk every day and I recommend yeah. that my clients walk, but it's gentle exercise. It's gentle. I even walk and pray at the same time. So it's, I've, I've kind of killed two birds with one stone and I, uh -huh. but it's very meditative and calming. And it so is. much of what we need to do as emotional eaters is really lessen our stress because yep. we tend to have a ton of stress. So, um, you know, and we create stress by our worry and our fear and our controlling nature. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I don't, I don't really, I leave, okay. I leave the fitness and the nutrition up to oh. other professionals. Oh, interesting. Okay. And do you, do you work with some of those types of people or I refer out to I have really amazing friends who do that kind of work uh -huh. and so some of my clients okay. will go do an exercise program with somebody yeah. um actually um Deborah Atkinson is somebody who does fitness over 50 it, her, her oh. business is called flipping 50 flipping 50 and oh, okay. um flipping 50 that. yeah she's got a podcast and so she does exercise specifically for for oh. women over 50 but um but I find that when you're not overeating, you have a lot more energy, you know, and when you have more energy, you just naturally want to move more. 
Um, when we're binging and on the couch, you know, glued to the TV, the last thing we want to do is get up and work out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, if they're going to have a lot more money to go out and go places yeah, and exactly, right, you know, um, so that's the, that's the other, that's the other advantage Yeah, that comes from all of this. Oh yeah. You save a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. So is there anything else that we uh, that we haven't covered? In no, I have something coming up. I have a really okay. cool hol holiday um, masterclass I'm doing. It's two nights um, and it's called De-Stress, Eat Less. Okay. So that's something great that's coming up. I also do a quit sugar challenge at the beginning of the year. Um, I do it quarterly, actually. So anybody mm -hmm. comes to my website, you know, and if you take that quiz, you'll be on our mailing list for our new things that we're having coming out. Um, yes, but I would just say for people who are struggling chronically with food and weight mm -hmm. to, to really know that it's not about the food, you know, it's a much yeah. deeper, it's not about the food, it's not about the weight, you know, you got to go deeper. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to help people do that. Yeah, no, I think that's, um, that that's so true. I mean, there are, there are exceptions where people are allergic to something and they tend to eat more of it. But, um, you know, I mean, there's, there's are some physical things, but it's such a small number um, percentage wise. I think you've, you've got the, the, the biggest issue, particularly women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know exactly why we do Well, that. we're emotional and we like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, that's okay. <laughs> Well, that, that does it, doesn't it? <laughs> well, and we are natural born caretakers. So we tend to take care of everybody else before ourselves. So we get Absolutely. tired out, we get stressed out, we exhaust our adrenals, you know, and it's, uh, we put ourselves last and that just, that's got to change. Oh yeah. No, no. I, that's, that is exactly, <laughs> exactly what I preach. Yeah. Totally. Just, I don't do it from the food side, but I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an important message from every angle. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Prioritize yourself. Got to start there. Well, on that note, I think unless you have something else that you'd like to share, um, no. Just uh, I recommend people yeah. take the quiz and start there. Yeah. And I also do have a podcast called The Heal Your Hunger Show, so people okay. can look that up too. Great. I assume it's on Apple and yep, everywhere. Okay, okay. Is it um, audio or, or video? It's, um, it's on YouTube. My show, we put our, um, our video up on YouTube as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah think of my do. website. Yeah. If they go to healyourhunger.com, everything, both the audio and the version and the audio and the video versions are there on my website. Yep. Yep. Just like I do. Cool. All right. Okay. So thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. And, um, I think it's very, a very important message and work that you're doing. So Thank you so much. Women. Thank you. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks for having me and thanks for doing your great work and having the show. Thank you. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit healthytipsafter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.